welcome to the first ever episode of Louise Investigates, a podcast hosted by me, Louise Park. I describe this show as being true and twisted because I will be focusing on true crime and twisted history, two of my all-time favourite topics to research. For the first episode, I want to focus on a historical event that has fascinated me since childhood. I thought that this was a fitting subject for the first episode as this month marks the 109th anniversary of the disaster. Of course, I'm talking about the sinking of the Titanic. This is an incredibly well-known historical event, but there are definitely some facts that are part of the story that are often left out of retellings and on-screen representations. In this episode, I thought I would share some of the most shocking and uncomfortable realities surrounding this memorable ship and its ultimate demise. To start, let's explore the backstory of the Titanic. The ship was a massive achievement for builders Harland and Wolfe as it was the biggest ship afloat at the time. It was built in Belfast and took approximately 26 months to complete. The ship was launched on the 31st of May 1911. Following this, the interiors and engines were fitted, among other essential works. The formality of the sea trials started shortly after the fitting out was completed. In fact, this happened only two days after, on the 2nd of April 1912. The ship, after passing all inspections and being declared fit for purpose, set sail from Southampton on the 10th of April 1912. The ship was capable of carrying around 2,453 passengers and over 900 crew. However, the maiden, and ultimately the only voyage of the ship, saw only 1,317 passengers aboard and over 900 crew members. The ship was supposed to carry 48 lifeboats but only carried 20. This disastrous decision was made for cosmetic reasons as to not have the decks look too cluttered and to allow plenty of movement around the ship. On our much anticipated maiden voyage, the Titanic made a couple of pit stops. The first being Cherbourg in France, the second being what was then known as Queenstown in Ireland. After leaving Ireland, the Titanic was en route to New York. As we all know, the ship did not make it to the intended destination and perished in the North Atlantic Ocean. After only four days of being at sea, the Titanic sank. The ship collided with an iceberg just before the striking of midnight to end the 14th of April. The ship sank in dramatic fashion between 2am and 2.30am on Sunday the 15th of April 1912. The bow of the ship became immersed in water, causing the lights to go out and put an immense stress on the hull. The pressure caused the ship to break in two. The bow sank first, which was followed by the hull shortly after. The lifeboat situation was dire. The crew were ill-prepared for such a disastrous event, so lifeboats were sent to safety without an adequate amount of passengers, some only being half full. In total, about 1,500 people died as a result of the disaster, most dying from hypothermia and cardiac arrest due to the extreme cold of the water. The RMS Carpathia played a huge role in the rescuing of Titanic's passengers. Unfortunately, the ship arrived at Titanic's distress call location about an hour and a half after the sinking. The Carpathia's assistance resulted in 705 people being saved from the lifeboats. The survivors were taken to New York. The Titanic is an iconic tale with a historic build-up and cruel collapse of grandeur. Many of the most fascinating points about the events are not widely discussed which I believe to be a disservice to the legend of the unsinkable ship. And now on to the twisted history portion of the show. As a disclaimer, I would categorise the first point as a conspiracy theory rather than a clear-cut historical fact. 
Some believe that the sinking of the Titanic was caused by an ancient Egyptian curse. Known as the Unlucky Mummy, the artifact in question is a wooden mummy board and it is debated to belong to a woman of royal blood. The artifact is dated to the late 21st dynasty of ancient Egypt. It is said to bring affliction to people and has acquired the colourful reputation of being cursed. There is a rumour that the artifact was purchased by a wealthy passenger of the Titanic and that the cursed item was aboard the ship, which is the reason for the catastrophic sinking. This has been debunked but does not stop the story from living on. The artifact is currently possessed by the British Museum, who acquired the piece in 1889, so no, the artifact definitely was not travelling on a Titanic. There's nothing like an ancient Egyptian curse to keep the imagination alive. Ancient Egypt is one of my favourite genres of history, so I had to include this one. I would also suggest having a look at some images of the unlucky mummy, because the artifact itself is beautiful. So we're now going to move on to the factual events and steer away from conspiracy theories and untrue stories. Something that is striking to me is to think how horrendously grief-stricken the survivors would have been when arriving in New York. There were thousands of people waiting on the arrival of the Carpathia by the Hudson River in New York. It took the ship three days to reach the destination. Three long days for those who knew they'd lost loved ones to stew in that emotion. Three long days for those traumatised by experiencing a sinking ship to experience three more days on another ship. Three long days for widows to reach dry land only to continue their lives without their husbands and breadwinners. In 1912, women were still not equal to men in society, so relied on their partners in terms of finance and social standing. Luckily, there were charitable foundations available to help the survivors of the sinking of the Titanic. The gruesome retrieval mission after the fact is filled with discrimination and classism. There were various ships chartered from Canada to help find the bodies of the deceased. Just over 300 corpses were recovered from the sea, a small number considering all those who perished in the disaster. That is only about 20%, give or take, of the total death number. The retrieval ships were not best prepared for this mission. They had undertakers, clergy and embalming paraphernalia. The embalming stash depleted quickly due to the amount of bodies found. Only embalmed bodies could be brought back to the port so those aboard had to make difficult decisions. They chose to only embalm first class passengers. This fact is shocking to me but the justification made by the crew was that financial and estate issues would require physical identification for resolvement. Those of a lower class than first and the deceased Titanic crew were buried at sea. The bodies of those deemed important enough to bring ashore were held within a temporary morgue set up in a curling rink. Some bodies were transported to families for burial in hometowns. A theory about the Titanic that I'm enthralled by is the matter of the fire aboard the ship. Spontaneous combustion of coal meant that there was a fire within the coal bunkers that started over a week before the ship left Southampton. The fire was still raging on when the ship set sail. A Titanic researcher points to some images taken of the Titanic that show damage to the outside of the ship, which is also where the iceberg would strike. It's important to note that other experts doubt this as a factor in the fate of the ship, but they do not doubt the fact that a fire was indeed occurring on the Titanic on her maiden voyage. It is said that the fire was so significant that it may have impacted the structure and integrity of the bones of the ship, making it easily and more severely damaged by the iceberg strike. 
Titanic's speed may have also been affected as a result of the movement and burning of the coal. It is theorised that the ship was going too fast to change the course with enough time to avoid the iceberg. The Titanic disaster remains as one of the most compelling stories from history. It is something that I've always been interested in personally and I read about it often. It's because I find it so shocking in comparison to the expectations of the life of the unsinkable ship. Well, the not so unsinkable ship, as it turns out. So this brings the conclusion of episode 1. I hope this introductory, short episode gave you a feel for the overall show and I hope that you'll join me next week as we delve into the true crime aspect of the podcast. You can follow the podcast on social media at investigatespod. I have been Louise and this has been Louise Investigates. Thanks for listening.